Join me weekly as we discuss life as a makeup artist, business, beauty tips, and share dialogue with the top professionals in our industry. Collectively, we'll unpack the highs and lows, laugh, and grow together. And I'm your host, Brittany Rogers. I'm a freelance TV, film, and beauty editorial makeup artist. This is your official backstage pass because I'm taking you behind the scenes of the beauty industry. Welcome to BTS with Brit. Welcome back to another episode of BTS with Brit. Listen, <laughs> we are here and I am so excited because like I said last episode, the podcast was whew, Life was lifing and things just got hectic, but we're here. So in the words of my good auntie Tabitha Brown, baby, come on in this room because I got some things to talk about today. Now, on today's episode, we are going to talk about being in the union versus being in an agency, representation, all that type of good stuff, because this has been a highly requested episode, one that you guys have wanted to hear for a long time. But moment of honesty, I was very hesitant about doing this episode just because I am not in the union, nor am I a signed artist. I am just a freelancer. However, I am in the process of joining union and I also want representation. So I thought, why not share what I know so far and about my process, how things have been going for me. Also, we have a guest this season who is in the union and she's going to talk more about it and her process. And I didn't want you guys to be confused when that episode comes out next week. So (laughs) I thought, why not share now so you can kind of be in the loop and things won't sound like, girl, what is she talking about? You'll, you know, you'll be up to date. Lastly, I feel like me sharing this episode and sharing my experience with you guys is kind of like me putting it out there in the universe uh, so that God can make a way for me. He sees that I'm serious. I'm talking about it. But also, we are a family here at BTS with Brit. We're the backstage club together. So I feel like this is you all keeping me accountable and saying to me when you see me, hey, Brit, what's going on? How's union going? Have you been looking at agencies? Are you doing your call sheets? And I know you're like, call sheets? Er, what? It will all make sense in a minute. So listen, I'm going to tell you my goals first, though. Again, I want to be in the union. I also want to be signed because you can do that at the same time. And it'll all make sense in a second. But I also still want to have my own personal brand. And I'll explain more why as we go through the podcast. But anyway... I'm going to stop rapping. Let's get into what you really want to hear. So grab your notebooks, grab your pens, grab your edges, because you know, I be having things to say, and sometimes it be blowing the edges out. But anyway, I'm dropping gems. Let's get into today's episode. So first things first, if you are not represented by an agency or you are not in the union, you are considered a freelancer. Now, if you listen to this podcast, I'm sure you understand what a freelancer is. But for those of you who are new and this is your first time listening, a freelancer means that you are a self-employed makeup artist. When you are a freelancer, 
You are responsible for everything that retains to your business, meaning your taxes, your social media marketing, your health insurance, negotiating your deals. Because usually when you are assigned to an agency, they help you with stuff like negotiating your deals, health insurance, taxes, and things like that. But when you're a freelancer, you are not exclusively signed to anybody, meaning everything is your responsibility and you are allowed to work on any job you want unless it's a union job because you cannot work on a union job as a non-union employee. The only time you can turn down the job as a freelancer is if you choose to. So let's get that out the way first. Most of us are freelancers. I'm considered a freelancer right now. And to be quite honest with you guys, it's not bad. You know what I mean? Being a freelancer, sometimes there are not things that you would have access to if you were with an agency or a union, but it's not bad. I do enjoy being a freelancer. But y'all know me, I always want more, so we gonna go for more. (laughs) So let's get into what the union is. The union, or also known as IATSE, which stands for the International Alliance of Theatrical Stage Employees, is comprised of two unions. There is Local 798, which is East Coast, and then there's Local 706, which is West Coast. And the union is made up of makeup artists and hairstylists who work again on film, TV, network broadcasting, commercials, theater, video, any type of visual media. That is what is under the union and what will make you a union artist. Now, there are many benefits to being in the union. One, you get higher pay and y'all, they pay overtime. I'm going to tell y'all a story in a second about this one time I worked on a union job and they paid overtime and I was like, what? (laughs) You get protection, meaning that if something happened where you were to get sued, the union has a lawyer for you. They will back you up. Um, If something is going on on set and they feel that it's not right, listen, the union will pull up and get it shut down. So that's what I mean by protection. And if you are not following the union on the social medias right now, there is actually a strike going on for our local 798 union, which is the East Coast, because they are saying with film and TV that our makeup artists and hairstylists are working way too many hours, which is true. Like, for example, you can be working a Friday and you work 17 hours, you may wrap at 3 a.m., but now you got to come back to work three or four hours later to work another 17-hour day. And while being on set is fun and can be fun, sometimes just being there for that many hours is very overwhelming. And there was a guy who actually just died on set from being exhausted and working so many hours. So the union is having a strike to ban not having breaks, you know, because sometimes production will shoot for 10, 15, 20 days straight. I mean, I know that sounds extreme, but it does happen. Um, And the union is there to make sure that you are protected, not only on set, but in your personal life. They want you to have rest. They want you to have breaks because you know what our favorite saying is here, on BTS with Brit, how you gonna win if you ain't right within? And if you're not at home getting at rest and taking care of yourself, you can't show up to make these great productions. So the union will take care of you. They are on strike right now. I definitely suggest checking out local underscore 798. 
uh, Instagram's page so you can read more about the union. But anyway, back to my benefits. Um, you get a pension if you are in the union. You can win cool awards like an Emmy. You're recognized by the Screen Actors Guild. Uh, you get health insurance. And if you want to, you can still work non-union jobs and also get signed still by an agency. Now, there is a fee to join the union. The fee is $3,500, and then that's your one-time fee. And then you also pay annual fees. I believe they're $200 a year, but don't quote me. Now, while the union has all these cool benefits, there is a process that you have to go through to join. You just can't pull up. It's a long process, too. The first thing is you need 180 days of call sheets. This is proof that you're working. And it can't just be some call sheets that your friends made for you from some shoot that y'all put together. No, it has to be like a call sheet, call sheet from an actual production company. And trust me, they will be able to tell the difference between a call sheet your friends made versus a big production call sheet. Because if you ever seen them, an actual big production call sheet, child, it got a lot going on on it. it, it it's a lot of information, so they'll know. But you need 180 days, and it doesn't have to be all in one year. I believe it can be from two years. So, like, right now, I can submit my 2021, um, 2020, and 2019. However, if you're trying to apply for the union for 2022, you can skip 2020 because of COVID and submit your 2019 or 2018 call sheets. Next, you have to submit your portfolio. Now, it's not like your portfolio that you see on your website. You're not giving all of your nice edited pictures. You are pretty much taking camera phone pictures because they want to see your work raw and unfiltered. You have to show um, a, your, your, your book needs to be diverse. So, of course, you want to show different type of skin types. Um, and complexions, you need to show both male and female. They are also asking for special effects. So you have to show you doing like a cut, bruise, um, bullet hole, things like that. You also have to do a bald cap because that is considered makeup. And then you have to do, um, we call it laying hair, meaning that you are creating a mustache or you're creating a full beard. And it has to be from like by hand. You can't get one that's already put together and laid on the face. There's a process where you have to go. I can't really explain it through a podcast, but I'm going to try my best. You're pretty much pressing the hair on the face and then trimming it to create a beard. Now, I know you may be thinking, but that's hair. Mm -mm. If it has anything to do with like some latex, some makeup and putting it on the face, it's considered makeup to the union. So... You have to know how to do it, and it has to go in your book. So, again, you're sending your 180 days, your portfolio, and then you need two letters of recommendation from artists who are already in the union. Now, once you get all of that together, you're going to send copies. You're not going to send, you know, your actual call sheet. But now we're getting call sheets digital, so you're going to have copies of it anyway. You're going to take that, and you're going to mail it. Now, I believe that you can submit to the union between January and March. Once you submit, they'll either send you a letter letting you know you made it in and you have to pay your $3,500 or you do not. And you have to do the process all over again. 
Now, the bad thing is if you get a letter saying you did not make it, they don't tell you why. You just have to keep on doing it. Now, I will say don't get discouraged. Joining a union is like taking your driver's license test. I mean, you may fail the first time, but just keep going. What's been very helpful for me is I have a lot of friends who are already in the union so they can guide me through and show me, hey, this is what I did and this is what worked for me. This is what didn't work for me so that I can know how to carry this out because it is no easy process. Now, I don't want you guys to hear me talk about this process and get scared like, whoop, no, whoop, I've never joined the union. Mm -mm, Don't think like that. Yes, it's hard, but nothing worth having comes easy. So we're going to put our focus face on, our blinders on together and get this done because there's so many cool things that comes with it. Like, what is your favorite show? I want you to close your eyes for a second and get your favorite show in your head. Maybe that might be, I don't know, power. Uh, Maybe it's something like, well, Friends isn't even on TV, but Friends. Or maybe you want to work on a talk show like Ellen or something like that. All the hair and makeup artists that work on these type of shows are assigned to the union. And you are not eligible for these jobs unless you are in the union. If you live in the DMV area, you know that Wonder Woman was shot here. Um, And now HBO is shooting something here. However, this is not just something that's going to be blasted on the internet for you to find out about. You have to be in the union and you have to be on, I believe that's like the special board that they have that shows you, hey, this job is coming to your city. Are you available to do it? So if you want to work on the big time cool stuff, we got to join union, y'all. Oh, and before we move on to talking about agency, I did say I was going to tell you a story about union and the pay. So there was this one time I was working with um, this lady and she was doing a shoot here in the DMV area for Maryland Live. If you're not familiar with Maryland Live, it's like a really big casino. So um, she was like, you don't have to be union. It's fine. I get there, right? I'm setting up. And this guy comes around with a union hat and he's trying to figure out who's union and who's not because, listen, they were about to shut the shoot down. And they were like, you union you union kids, you non-union kids, y'all got to go home because this is a union set and we're not having none of this foolishness here. However, they did not make me leave. They let me stay. And they paid me as a union member that day. Now, I know this sounds kind of a little shysty because if you are in the union and you're listening to this, then you know there is a such thing as a must join. I'll break that down for you guys in a second, too. Um, And I'm not sure, but I think I should have been a must join that day because they kept me on and didn't make me go home. I got paid on receipt, which means on site as a union member. And they also paid me overtime. And time and a half, meaning I got overtime and double overtime. And I was like, what? It was a whole lot of zeros on that check. And I said, is this how y'all roll in union? This was, that was all the motivation I needed. Okay. From that day on. No, seriously, I was already doing my union process before that. But from that day on, it really kicked it into overdrive. Like, okay, this is what's going on. The crazy thing is They already knew the day before that we were going to go into overtime. They already knew that they were going to pay us this overtime. And the artists that were there, right, we are already packed up. We're filling out our little 
deal memo and the papers that we need in order to get paid, right? Now, most of them put their clock out time was 30 minutes from the time that we were standing there filling out these papers. So I asked them, well, why did you guys put this extra 30 minutes? And they said, because the job don't end till we get to the car, because I still got to carry these bags out. And I was like, what? Now, I don't know if this should be a thing and you should really do that or not, but I'm just sharing my story. But I was like, what? This was like two years ago, like right before. This was October 2019. So right before um, the pandemic. Now, the rules and regulations change every year. So again, you want to go to IOTC.net and see what the rules and regulations are for you to join in 2022, whether it be in Union 706, which is West Coast, or 798, which is East Coast. I also realized I did not tell you guys what a must join is, so I'll get into it really quick. So a must join or they call it by star request is when you are working with a celebrity. So let's say I'm Tabitha Brown's makeup artist, right? I'm doing her makeup for all her appearances and all her events. Um, and now she just got a brand new or let no. And now she is about to do a show for stars. They're doing a doc on her. And she says, this is the makeup artist that I want. I need this makeup artist. And they say, but she's not union. And since she is the star of the show, she says, but this is who I want. This is a talent request, which means now union is going to consider me a must join. And I'm going to skip all of the process of the call sheets and all that. And, you know, the 180 days, the book, they're going to skip all of that and say, okay, the star wants her. So we have to bring her in, make her a must join. And the network or the celebrity's agent or whoever represents that celebrity will pay my union fees right then and there so that I can go ahead and do this makeup. So that is what a must join or by star request is. Listen, I'm praying by star request <laughs> or a must join on me and all my homegirls because this process is process. But anyway, let's talk about getting an agent or being with an agency. Most of you guys always ask me, how do I get an agent? How do I get signed to an agency? Now, some agencies have it where you can submit on their website. That's very rare now. You don't see that as much. But you used to be able to just upload your resume, a link to your portfolio, a link to your reel, um, put a short bio about yourself, and somebody would get back to you. Now, before we move on in your portfolio, remember your portfolio has to be diverse. Although we love to see you working in all these beautiful models, it has to be a range of complexions. You cannot be in the agency nor in the union if you only work or know how to work on one type of complexion. Like that's a no-no. And an agency isn't one of those things where you feel like, okay, I'm a great artist, so let me just, boom, submit myself. No, you have to already have a large book, meaning a book of celebrities or a book of VIP clients. And we talked about this in last season. A client doesn't necessarily have to be a person. It can also be a brand. Like They want you to already come bringing something to the table because... If you have nothing, they're not there to build you up. 
they're there to help you expand on what you already have and, you know, build you up even more, but they're not trying to build you from ground up, if that makes sense. A great way to become a signed artist if you can't just get in through your website is to be on the assistant list. We talk about this all the time. Agencies have an assistant list. And being on the assistant list is great because this helps you build a good relationship with the agency. If you're on the assistant list, you're assisting a few of their artists and now you have a good reputation, eventually you will get on what they call the emerging artist board. So some agencies have emerging artists, which means this is our newer artists here. They might send you on smaller jobs, but eventually you will get signed and moved up to becoming a main artist. Now, the pros of being signed and having an agent is all of your jobs and your deals are handled for you. They pretty much hit you up and say, hey, yes or no, can you do this? What's up? This is the pay. They're going to make sure you get paid. They're going to make sure you get paid on time. And they're going to make, because they're going to make sure that they get paid on time. So if you don't get paid, they don't get paid. Another pro to being with an agency is, For me personally, all you have to do is show up and be creative. I love that as a signed artist, most of them already receive the mood board. Everything's put together for them. It's like with TV and film too, you know, nine out of 10, they already have everything together for me. And all I have to do is show up and do the work. Um, So I feel like that is a pro. That's just a personal pro for me. If you're a signed artist, the work is also based on what type of work you do. So if you ever go to a agency's website, you see that sometimes they may have celebrity as a category, beauty, male grooming. So it depends on what your specialty is. So one thing that I did um, as I am trying to get signed and I was an assistant at Streeters is that I would look at artists who I aspired to be like, and I would base what my book should look like off of what they already had. Because with getting signed to an agency or once the agency signed you, they can't promote what's not in your book. Nobody wants to hire you if they don't see it in your book. So let's use this as an example. If you go to my website, you do not see a wedding at all. So nobody would think that I do weddings and I really don't do weddings. Um, However, if you saw a category for weddings, then it's like, oh, okay, she does that. Let me ask her about it. So it's the same thing. You know, you have to make sure that your book is diverse and you have to really build and put in your book what you want to be known for. When you're trying to get signed, since we're speaking about portfolios, please, please keep in mind that you have to have agency models in your book. Again, like I said, you guys know that I'm in the process of looking for representation. So I have spoken to a few people. And one thing they told me that they want to see is more agency models. They want to see models that look like what they're already working with so that they can determine if you can work on these type of models. I hope the math was mathing and you got what I'm saying, but they basically want to know that you can work on agency standard models. And I know you may be thinking, well, how the heck am I supposed to get agency standard models? Listen to this, write this down. I'm giving you free gems, free gain. What you need to do is contact the agencies where the models are signed and just let them know that you're doing a test shoot and see if they have any fresh faces that need images for the portfolio they will send a model to you and you guys can do a test shoot together and boom 
Now you have work for your book that you can show to an agency. Just like the union, some agencies will have health insurance for you. So that is a benefit. Um, Also, some agencies want you to work exclusively for them. And some agencies do not require you to work exclusively, meaning that you can have your own brand outside of yourself. Me personally, I do want to still have my own brand outside of an agency or being in the union, because if we learn nothing at all from COVID, we learn that these agencies and sets will shut down at any time and we need to have something else to fall back on. Lastly, what I will say about an agency is keep in mind that you can also have a talent manager these days. You don't have to be exclusively signed to an agency. Remember that this is a relationship between the two of you. You guys work together. You have to interview and vet your agent, just like they're going to sit down and talk to you and see if you're a good fit for them. Make sure that they're a good fit for you. I hear so many artists tell me horror stories about how they switch agents and agencies because the relationship didn't work. And that's okay. You have to be, it's a relationship. Like they're there working for you. They're the first person that your clients are going to see and work with. So you want to make sure that they are a good representation and reflection as you, as well as you being a good representation and reflection of them when it's time to show up and do the work on set. Don't just sign with any agency just to say that you are signed. You want to be with the right person. What did Rick Ross say that time on the Breakfast Club? They got to be with the right person at the right time. It doesn't matter how long it takes. You just want it to be correct. Exactly. That's exactly how I feel. It has to be with the right person at the right time. Okay. Because this is like a relationship. We in this thing together. I remember there was a time where I wanted to be signed with this agency just to say I wanted to be signed. And looking back, I'm so happy I didn't because there were so many artists who told me that this agency was trash. They weren't getting treated right. There was a lot of favoritism because, again, with an agency, the agency is not the place that's there to build your career. Now, things might have changed. They might do it, but you can't come with a, with no portfolio thinking, I got this good Instagram. They're going to build me up. You got to have a few VIP clients under your belt you got to get an agency something to manage and work with and then they're going to expose you to more and if you are one of those artists who come and you don't have anything of course they the agent is going to naturally work with and promote the artist that is bringing in more money I hope this agency part made sense, guys. I just have a lot of little notes here that I'm reading from. So hopefully I covered everything. The math was math and it all makes sense so that next week when our special guest comes, you will understand more about union and agency and you won't feel real lost. Again, whether you want to be a freelancer, have a talent manager, an agent, a union, I am here to support you and back you up. We are in this 100%. So if you need somebody to hold you accountable, you know where to find me. Slide up in my DMs and say, listen, girl, we in this together. Hold me accountable. I'm going to hold you accountable because we're a family. Speaking of family, I'm thinking of making like a private Facebook group or something like that where we can all hang out and chit chat and talk about the episodes and talk about what's going on in our work lives and how we live and how we been. <laughs> Let me know if that's something that you guys want. But let's get into last looks. Now, 
Last looks is the section of the podcast where I give some advice or just a little mini TED talk, as I like to call it. If you're not familiar with the terms last looks, it is a term that we use in TV and film. It means that is your time to step in and touch up the talent, meaning like fix their eyeshadow, their hair, make sure they look camera ready before we roll on the tape. So here on BTS with Britt, we say before we roll out for today, this is my last look, my last little bit of advice. So today I was talking to my older brother, my big brother, (laughs) and Lord bless his soul because I was ranting and he was listening and he did not complain not one bit, but I was complaining and I was complaining about how sometimes I feel like I'm just behind, I'm struggling, and this career just ain't careering the way I wanted to, okay? Yes, I have my moments, y'all, where I just start to doubt myself. That imposter syndrome be kicking in and kicking my ass sometimes. But my brother ever so politely stopped me in the middle of the rants because if he's ranting, I don't stop politely. (laughs) And he said, Brett, your age is only how many times you've been around the sun. You've been around the sun 29 times, but your age does not determine if you're old enough or young enough to pursue your dreams. Don't get caught up in what society says are so-called deadlines when we need to have this checked off and that checked off. You are doing great. And he was saying that you could be 100 years old and get your breakthrough. You could be... I hate to keep using Tabitha Brown as a reference. I feel like I said it like three times. We were just talking about her today and how amazing she is. And he was telling me how she was on the New York Times and she's a number one bestseller at 42 years old. Like her life changed in a matter of one year during a pandemic. So, and if you know anything about her story, if you're reading her book, I'm currently reading her book. And we were just talking about her before this episode. That's why I keep referencing her because she's fresh on my mind. But um, I'm reading her book and just to hear her story, how she moved back and forth to L.A. several times. She's been doing acting all this time, only for her to have this breakthrough through social media. Goes to show that you just have to keep pushing despite what everybody is saying. So don't get caught up in I should have this and I should have that. And I'm even speaking to myself, okay? We are in this together. We are going to put our blinders on. We're going to close our ears off to the naysayers, okay? And we're just going to keep pushing because, like I say all the time, God has gave us a vision, a mission, a purpose that only we can do. And nobody can do this thing like how we do this thing. So no matter how hard it feels, no matter how tough it gets, all the days that we want to cry, in the end, it is going to be worth it. And we're going to look back on these moments and say, man, I was crying that day, but look at me now. I'm so glad that I didn't give up. It's crazy because as I'm talking about this, I even think about like joining the union or building up my brand like I am or uh, becoming a signed artist. Like this is no easy task. And getting told no so many times, it hurts. That rejection stings and sometimes it's hard not to take it personal because when you love what you do, you feel like, You are your work when that's not true, but that's a whole nother story. Um, But it's hard just to take that rejection back to back to back. Um, And you start to question yourself, but we got this. Nothing worth having comes easy. We're going to keep pushing despite the nose, despite the imposter syndrome, despite thinking we should have this and that by now. 
we got this and we're in this together. So that is my TED Talk for today. <laughs> Let me stop saying TED Talk. That is my last look for today. Let it sit and marinate in your soul. <laughs> I hope today's episode blessed you as always and you found some gems in it. Listen, if you have not done it, you want to turn on your post notifications and stay up on the girl on Instagram because I got some heat coming for y'all. Okay, I got I got something. I've been in the gym. I've been working. I've been in the studio cooking and I'm about to I'm about to let it loose in a minute. So if you do not follow me, make sure you follow me on Instagram at underscore Brittany Rogers. You can also follow me at BTS with Brit. That is all things podcast. And hey, if you have something that you want to talk about, you want me to share on the podcast, you have a question that you want me to answer, I will answer it right here on the podcast on Last Look. So drop your questions in my DMs. Lastly, if you can, please and thank you in advance. Leave me a review on Spotify and on Apple. Let the people know that you like the pods. Rate, subscribe, hearts, whatever it is that they ask you to do. Just just go on and leave me a little review there. (laughs) And spread the word so we can grow our BTS with Brett family. So that is all I have for today, guys. Take care of yourself. Get some rest. Love one another. Love each other clean your brushes, sanitize your kit because the Rona is still out in the streets. But even if the Rona wasn't here, take care of that thing. And until next time, I love you guys so much.